Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Stand up for your country. So as expected, Herschel Walker lost. And, uh, you know, that begs the question again, do Georgians really know what they're voting for? Uh, Raphael Warnock, by every account, is a progressive leftist bordering on a socialist. He might be one. Um, So I, I think this election is more about Walker up or down rather than, yay, we love Warnock. And, you know, uh, Kemp, the Republican who just got elected governor, reelected governor there, he won pretty easily. So then, you know, you have to say to yourself, who's a candidate? And I was, let's be honest. I mean, Herschel Walker was not uh, an articulate man. He did not really define the danger of Raphael Warnock. I was on Hannity today. I said, look, Hannity on his radio program, if you had stayed in Georgia, because Hannity worked in Georgia way back, you could have beaten Warnock because you could have defined what he represents, what he's going to do for six years. And maybe the Georgians would have said, we don't want that, rather than we don't want Herschel Walker for a variety of reasons. Um, This is the Talking Points memo, by the way, I forgot to mention it. I think that that Walker logistically lost because 
a bunch of evangelicals, maybe 5%, who always vote conservative, stayed home because Walker's uh, controversies were fairly overwhelming in Georgia. They were. And they were exploited. And, and I know I'll get letters. Well, Warnock did bad things and they weren't exploited. Do not expect the media to be fair. They're never going to be fair ever again in this country. That's gone. OK, any fairness is evaporated. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen on both sides. All right. It's just not. So um, you have to. The only shot that Herschel Walker had was to explain the danger of Raphael Warnock and then what he would do instead. In fact, he was all over the place and, and he lost and, and I wasn't surprised. OK, so. Um, one of the things that was suppressed in this campaign, because I love that. That's my new favorite word now, suppressed by the media, was Warnock's uh, crew, who was in his crew about the Black Panthers. Roll it. Nehemiah X was at the news conference representing the new Black Panther Party. I asked him what made his group mobilize armed men and women at the polls for the U.S. Senate runoff Tuesday. He said the violence black men and women have endured for years. We also see other things like insurrections in the White House. We also see violent protests and counter protests arise in the Klan, arise in the Aryan nation, arise in war on other continents. So the Panthers were firmly uh, in Warnock's corner, and I should give everybody pause. Now, there is no truth that we can find that the Black Panthers were out at the polling places in Georgia yesterday. We can find no reports of that. I know that's all over the conservative websites, but again, it's both left and right. You've got to be skeptical about you, what you see on the Internet. So uh, bottom line on this is 51 Democrats in the uh, Senate and through 49 Republicans. So what does that mean for you and me? What does that really mean, you know, tangibly? Let's bring in a guy who knows. His name is Steve Scully. You may remember him. He uh, was on C-SPAN for a while and uh, did a presidential debate. He now is in Washington, D.C. as Senior Vice President of Communications at the Bipartisan, which is why we wanted Mr. Scully Policy Center. So, um, most people, I would submit, in the United States don't really understand the inner workings of the Senate or the House. Would you agree with that? No, I would agree. First of all, good to be with you, Bill, and you do offer an important voice in the national dialogue, so thank you. But no, and, and as you have so rightly pointed out over the years, the biggest divide in Washington is not always between Democrats and Republicans. It is between the House and the Senate. So now uh, the Senate can pass any law it really wants along party lines, they'll always win. But the House just blocks it then because the House is controlled by Republicans, right? Not necessarily. Look, the, 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 the toughest job in Washington right now is going to be Kevin McCarthy, assuming he becomes speaker, because he is going to have a four-seat majority. He's going to have the right flank, the Freedom Caucus, at him every step of the way. Just talked to former House Speaker Paul Ryan yesterday, who said the biggest challenge is going to get things done. They're going to have to get things done. But Kevin McCarthy is going to find a challenge every step of the way. So what this potentially could mean, first of all, in the Senate, it means that a Joe Manchin or a Kirsten Sinema can't hold up the Senate because one 
senator will not have the power in a 50-50 Senate, but right. it could also result in the rise of moderates in the House that are going to come together and say, we're going to work with Democrats, because keep in mind, where do the Republicans pick up some of these seats? New York and California. These are moderate seats that they want to keep, and so they're going to have to work across party lines if they want to get some of the things done. A big if. It is a challenge, no doubt about it. The politics okay, is going to be fierce. You said a four-seat uh, majority. It's 222 to 213 in the House, right? 222, 213? Right, but you need okay. 218 for the majority. And, All right. Yeah. Now, the way that things work now, uh, thank you, Nancy Pelosi, by the way, if a congressperson, sitting congressperson, goes against the party's wishes, they're likely to be cut off from money. Okay, that's what Pelosi did all day long. That's why she had so much power and lockstep. And, you know, you don't mm -hmm. vote for what we want, then you're not going to get any money. And remember that everybody, everybody, most people know that Congress people have to run once every two years. Now, in the Senate coming up in uh, 24, Democrats are going to have to defend a lot of seats, including Tester in Montana, who will lose if he goes far left and votes for the far left. He'll lose his seat. He knows it. And then, as you mentioned, Manchin and Cinema. So, there is some room, but let's assume, and I think this is correct, that if it's a far left or liberal bill, the House will block it. OK, so correct. nothing gets done. And if the House passes something and Biden doesn't like it, he just vetoes it. And there's no sense, chance of a overturn of a veto. So you've, that, that's the battle. But there are more subtleties involved because the Senate alone uh, confirms Supreme Court justices, judges, all of that. And they'll all go for the next two years anyway, the Democrats way, right? No, you're right. And look, there is going to be a lot of gridlock. If you look at the Biden agenda, much of what he wanted to accomplish, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, first and foremost, uh, has been passed. So they're going to try to build off of that. But there is going to be a lot of partisan bickering. There will be a lot that won't get done. There's going to be a lot of posturing by moderates and, and progressives, although progressives realize that they cannot overreach. That's been one of the biggest mistakes of the Democrats over the years is they try to read too much into the elections. And certainly you could argue that they might have done that in the last Congress. But the, the moderates really are going to have a lot of sway in the House. There's no doubt about that. Okay, but Chuck Schumer, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, is not a moderate anymore. He tries to paint himself at one. But when a guy gets out there a couple of weeks ago and says, I want to give amnesty to everybody, everybody who's in here. And, you know, we have an open border policy where millions of people, five million at least, have come in under Biden in less than two years. And there's Schumer, once a very tough border guy, goes, oh, I want to give amnesty to everybody. Um, so that's radical left right there. And if they try to do that, an immigration reform bill, there's no way that's going to happen. You know that. It's not going to happen. Well, that, it, Look, immigration is the biggest Achilles heel for the Democrats and conservative media, Fox, continue to to hit that hard, rightly so, because it is a big, big issue. But the other thing, and you touched on this bill, look, there are 23 Senate Democrats up for reelection in 2024 yeah. and they want to win. They want John Tester to win. They want Joe Manchin to keep that seat. So they're going to be looking at that calendar and trying to figure out what is going to take away some of the issues that Republicans would use against a Joe Manchin or a John Tester to try to build on the majority. They don't want to get in the minority again in 2024. So that has got to be in the back mind of, of Chuck Schumer. There's no question about that. He may posture one way, but the reality, I think, could be quite different. Well, he's a pragmatic guy. 
But believe me, he sold his soul. I mean, he's not the child. And I know this guy for 40 years. He sold his soul. I just asked Biden. I mean, Biden's not going to stand up against the radical left. Now, this is just an opinion question for you because I value your opinion. You've been around a long time. Do you have any idea why the Republican Party nominates so many bad candidates? I mean, look at the guy in Pennsylvania who ran for governor there. I mean, he's got to get waxed. I mean, he, he's, he's saying crazy stuff. Herschel, I like Herschel. Not smart enough by far. Okay. In Arizona, uh, you had a guy that should have won out there with the border chaos and all that. In uh, New Hampshire, Bulldog should have won. But they weren't good candidates. They couldn't persuade the independents. What is wrong with the Republican apparatus? Well, I think you know the answer to that. I think it's uh, in large part the 45th president. And just go back to, to 2010. Remember, I am not a witch, Christine O'Donnell in Delaware, another terrible candidate. Look, yeah. I'm from Pennsylvania, and I had made the argument that had Dave McCormick been the nominee and not John Fetterman, it could have been a very different race in Pennsylvania. I am good friends with Tom Ridge, a moderate Republican in a state that would only elect a moderate Republican. So there's a lot of dismay among the Republicans on these candidates who they've nominated. I think it's in large part what we saw with former President Trump. I do think now, and we're seeing this, we're hearing from more and more Republicans saying it is time to turn the page. Republicans clearly want to win just looking at it tactically. And so in order to do that, it may mean walking away from the candidate Donald Trump, even though his message resonates with a key sector of the Republican electorate. And he governed well. I mean, if you just look at on policy, you strip all the personality out of it, all the uh, acrimony between him and the press and the uh, opposing party, he governed pretty well. I mean, if you think two years ago today where everybody was, uh, inflation below 2%, uh, everybody working, robust economy, real wages growing, and no trouble with Putin, and I mean, on and on and on and on. But I don't know how the individual states um, are so influenced by Donald Trump. I mean, yeah, he does rallies and stuff, but it has to be the folks that make the decision. And there are people who don't like Trump who have won, you know, on the Republican side. So I'm not so sure it was just Trump. I think they just folded. They didn't look for, uh, you know, the best brightest mm. candidates that that's what my analysis is well that they, but it's all, but it's also bill who's the base of the party that goes to vote in the primary it's that split. is another big issue and, and look let's be honest in our politics today if you want to fix our politics if you want to create the incentive for democrats to cross the aisle to republicans and vice versa you need to make sure that that primaries are such a way that you're more worried about the general election than a primary challenge. And that goes to one of the root causes to the progressives on the left and to the conservatives on the right within the Democrats and Republicans. Okay. Um, Donald Trump has lost some cachet, but it remains very, very powerful within the Republican Party. And yes. I have no idea how this primary is uh, going to uh, play out. But the final question I have for you is, it is assumed that the left, the liberals, the Democratic Party despise Donald Trump. But you're not looking at a Donald Trump today in 2022 who was as strong as he was in 2016. So why wouldn't the Democrats just shut up about Trump, let him run, and they'd have a better chance of winning the presidency in 24? Well, there are people smarter to, uh, to assess that. Look, I mean, right now, Donald Trump 
could very well be the Republican nominee. Sure. And let's face it, he, he he's he's defied odds in the past, and he could be elected with not the popular vote, but certainly the electoral college vote. But I do think, and, and and you can argue the Liz Cheney's of the world and others, but I do think that there is more fundamental issues when you have a dinner with somebody who denies the Holocaust. I, I when know, you have somebody, all, all of that, I think, plays into this. He doesn't live. Like, oh, no. he, it's not that he's malevolent, which is what the Trump haters want you to believe. And I know the guy as well as anybody knows the guy. He just lives in his own world. Right. He's Look, I've been around him, too. He is a very good host. He wants to make everyone feel comfortable. We've been at the White House where he is very gracious. It's a very different tone than you get on his social media yeah, platform. I know, but even even when he does like the Kanye West thing, it's not like, oh, I want to have dinner with anti-Semites and talk bad about Jewish people. It's not what's in his mind. He just doesn't, he doesn't see the cause and effect. It's like he was never president. He doesn't see if I do this, this is what is likely to happen. And so he's always playing defense and he likes to play defense, but it's not good for his party and the country, in my opinion. Hey, Steve, have a, a very nice holiday season. Thanks for helping us Bill, out. We really appreciate good it. To be with you. It's good to see you again. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. All right, so tonight at uh, 7.15, and we uh, are up at 6 Eastern time here on the No Spin News. And you can watch it uh, if you're premium members on BillOReilly.com any way you want. On the radio with more than 100 stations, uh, again, the radio sets the time when the No Spin News runs. But anyway, uh, Biden is going to deliver remarks at the 10th Annual National Vigil for All Victims of Gun Violence. Now, I don't want to be respect, disrespectful to any victim of violent crime. Uh, I mean, the last thing on earth I would want to do. But this is a charade. This whole thing is a, is if you understand the dynamic of what's really happening here, it has nothing to do with preventing victims of gun violence. If Joe Biden wanted to do that, he would get behind a movement to federalize all gun crimes. So if you have a gun, all right, and you do anything, and the gun is illegal in your possession, you don't have a right to carry, okay, or even have it, you went to federal court, and you're harshly punished. That would make it so much easier for authorities from Anchorage, Alaska to Key West to crack down on the 
thugs who are committing all of the murders. Now, you will never hear tonight the most salient fact in this gun debate. You will never hear it. And I will say it to you again, and you should write it down. According to the Gun Violence Project, which studies every shooting, last year, all right, 2021, there were 690 mass shootings in America. Mass shootings of four or more people hit by gunfire. 690. How many lone gunmen? Seven. Seven. So the Ubaldis, the Buffaloes, the Colorado Springs, horrible. Press goes wild. But every single day, drug gangs, heavily armed, inner cities, shooting people down. You don't hear a word about it. And you won't hear a word about it tonight from Biden. Because he will not acknowledge the real problem. And either will this organization the vigil for all victims of gun violence. They will not acknowledge what is happening, why people are dying from gunfire. And that is the truth. So then the next question becomes, why will they not acknowledge it? There are two reasons. Most gun crimes in this country are committed by African-Americans. It's staggering. The stats are staggering. And so are the victims heavily African-American, don't want to report that. But the second more important reason is the progressive left, including Joe Biden, wants to ban all guns. Don't want you to have any guns so you can protect yourself. They don't believe in self-protection. Best example, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Nancy Pelosi's husband has a gun in the San Francisco house. That guy who broke in may not have walked out. Well, I don't know about his personality, Pelosi's personality, but if it were my house, the guy would not have walked out. That is called self-protection. And every American has the right to self-protection because of the Second Amendment, which is never going to be repealed. It's never going to be adjusted. It's there in stone because the founding fathers of this country understood the federal and local governments could not protect individual Americans. And rather than leave them helpless, like British subjects were and are today, most of them, they're helpless in Great Britain and Ireland and Wales and Scotland. When he comes at them with a gun, that's over. Because that government there, all right, banned the guns. Made it almost impossible for anybody to have them, unless you have a shotgun for hunting. So when the revolution was over and we got our freedom from Great Britain, Founding Fathers said, we're not going to do this. We're going to give the American population the power to defend themselves against all kinds of threats. Okay, law, uh, lawlessness, overreaching government in the sense of a coup d'etat. All right, Native American tribes coming at you, big bears in the woods, bandits everywhere in the Old West. And it just makes it, I'm a historian slash journalist, and if you see the pattern of thought and behavior, there's no question that the Founding Fathers wanted Americans to be able to defend themselves because they knew that the government couldn't do it. 
You live in Montana, Wyoming, any rural state, the sheriff's not going to be able to protect you from harm. You live in New York City, the NYPD, all 35,000 of them, are not going to be able to protect you. The guy walks down the street, he's got a gun, bang! Break into your home, your apartment. In the Bronx, when you walk around, there's bars on all the apartments. Steel bars. So people can't break in. I mean, this is insane. So Biden, he doesn't care. I shouldn't say that. That's wrong of me to say he doesn't care about the gun violence victims. But if he did really care, he'd identify the real problem, criminality, armed criminals. Okay? And stop with this, you know, phony, oh, we're going to ban the guns. And Look, high-powered rifle, yeah, you got to have a special license. I'm in charge. You want an AK or an AR or any of that? You got to get a special license for that. You got to get trained. You got to have a clean record. You got to wait a month or so before you get it. So the background checks can be run. Um, You have to fill out an application. We have to know what kind of high power weaponry we have. Now, the NRA, they they hate that. They go, all right, we're not going to do that. And, And that's them. That's not me. I want to solve the problem. So you want a big, heavy weapon, all right? You got to give us a reason. You can't deny you, but there are steps that you're going to have to take, including massive training, so that the authorities know who's got the heavy weapons. Does that just make sense? Well, they'll come and get us if they know. Come on, you know, public safety is public safety. Handguns, every American should be entitled to have a handgun and carry, all right, and get a license to do so. They got to get a license, but they don't have to go through hoops. It's too dangerous. Country's too dangerous, flat out too dangerous. And nobody's doing anything about the criminality. You know that. How many times do we have to report it? So that's what Biden's doing tonight. And I mean, it just drives me nuts because I know what this is. And now you do, too. Trump Organization, New York City, uh, found guilty by a jury, 17 counts of tax fraud. The guy who's going to get it is Weisselberg. Uh, He was the CEO, not CEO, COO, Chief Financial Officer, CFO, Alan Weisselberg. Okay, so they got him um, for uh, paying for personal stuff by using Trump funds, free rent on an Upper West Side apartment, luxury cars. Uh, tuition payments for his grandchildren. He was using that corporation because he had access to the funds as chief financial officer, and he was paying his personal expenses and not telling the IRS. Can't do that. Now, Weisselberg was the press, hysterical. Well, he's going to testify on Trump. Trump knew. No. Okay, so Trump not involved, even though it's his company, nor are his children who were involved in running the company. That tells you a lot. They desperately wanted the New York, local New York DA, wanted to get them all. They could. Now, I don't know what happened, but I know that if I'm on a jury and a guy like Weisselberg is running up millions of dollars of personal expenses on a company tab and not putting it on the IRS sheet, guilty. Trump didn't like it, of course. Uh, Okay, here's an interesting story. State legislatures 
ranked from most to least conservative. All right, let's go to the most conservative state legislatures. Here they are, Alabama, Tennessee, Indiana, South Dakota, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, Wyoming, Iowa, West Virginia. They're the most conservative, least conservative, pop them on up. Massachusetts, okay. Hawaii, yes, crazy left there. Rhode Island, you know, there's an independent streak in Rhode Island, but they are very liberal. California, yes, everyone knows. Maryland, same thing. Vermont, same thing. New York, same thing. Jersey, Jersey didn't used to be, but that's really turned hard left. Connecticut and Oregon rounds off the least conservative state legislatures. So remember, that's not the population, but that's who the population voted for. Don't you find that interesting? I did. So did you ever hear of Pointer, the Pointer Institute? Maybe rattling around someplace. I've used them, data from them a few times. It is a nonprofit journalism school based in Tampa. Okay. Now, it has research organizations that do fact-checking, right? Um, And it says that it is a de facto ministry of truth. This is Pointer. Now, they put out data, studies, like Pew, like Gallup. You know, we use them all the time. So Pointer, and I didn't know this. This is hysterical. Where where are the truth-tellers? Pointer, Florida. Yes, sir. Well, guess who gave Pointer about a half million dollars? I know some of you said it. George Soros. George Soros. Half million. There he is, 92 years old. Tentacles everywhere. Everywhere. Boy, they're going to make some movie about that guy when he dies, huh? They got to wait because they don't want to get sued. But, whoa. So, Pointer, I'm disappointed in you. You know, don't give me your fact-checking, honest outfit when you're taking a half million from a progressive zealot who wants to destroy the fabric of the United States. Don't, don't give me that. Okay? Jeez. All right, most American adults think social media is bad for democracy. Of course. This is Pew. Pew study. All right? 3,581 adults. Question is... Is social media a good thing for democracy or a bad thing? 64% bad, 34% good. So Americans know what's up. Now, why is social media bad? Because people won't run for office, even locally. School boards, good people, because they know they'll be smeared, slimed, defamed, slandered. Okay, what do we slandered on? No, libel. Libel is when you write about it. Slander is when you say it. Okay, so good people. Do I want to put my family through this? I got kids in school. I I got elderly parents. I I know if I run that the gutter snipes on uh, social media are going to just rip me up, tell lies about me, uh, do this, that, and the other thing. They don't run. That's the big thing. L.A., COVID huge surge back in L.A. I think this is off the China stuff because China is having that big uh, resurgence over there. And L.A., uh, China air travel, frequent. So L.A., last week, COVID cases up 66%, hospitalizations up 34%. And the numbers are pretty big. 
All right, so you're going uh, about 4,000 cases of COVID a day in L.A. County. So keep your eye on that out there. Um, as far as people taking the vax, the third booster, um, 15%. Why? Because of Anthony Fauci. So Anthony Fauci has destroyed all credibility for the Centers for Disease Control. All, nobody, Anthony Fauci, even the left goes, so if he says to do something, nobody's going to do it. There's no spokesperson. There's nobody there. Now, I got the third booster because, um, and I really debated, and I waited a long time, but I'm not uh, pressing it on my urchins or any of my friends. I got it because I have this medical situation I'm dealing with now, and if I got COVID, it would complicate things. So whatever I have to do to protect myself, even if it doesn't work, I'm going to try it. All right. And I won't be here tomorrow, by the way. I'm sorry. I don't take a lot of sick days. If you've followed me over my what now, 30 year career on national television, very rarely am I out. But I got to do another medical thing tomorrow. And I'm sorry. I don't want to do it, but I'm ahead of it. I got to stay ahead of this so it doesn't develop into some debilitating thing. Anyway, enough about me. 15% of the U.S. population has taken the third booster. I am not recommending that you do it. It's a personal decision. Smart life. Now, this is one thing that drives me crazy. Uh, I stay in hotels, you know, all over the world. And so there's a con going on. We're all being cons. So you call up and you say, how much is the hotel room? Oh, $400 a night. Okay, that sounds competitive, right? You go on Expedia or where any of these hotel places are, it's $400 a night, and you book it. And then you get there and you check out, and there's um, fees. Here's the fees. Resort fees. This is if they have a pool, and you get a towel. It's a resort fee. Wi-Fi fees. Safe fee. Mini bar fee, even if you don't use the mini bar. Parking fee, gym fee, early check-in fee, additional guest fees. I can see the additional guest. Housekeeping gratuity. Now, I always leave some money for the housekeepers, but I don't want to be compelled to do it. I don't want it on my bill. You pay them. And if they do good work, I'll pay them. So all that stuff can add up to hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars if you're going real high end. A day. So Biden is saying, I'm going to do something about it. He's not going to do anything about the border or violent crime or uh, the economy. But I'm going to do something about the fees in hotels. Well, good. So do something for us, okay? So he's ordered the uh, Federal Trade Commission to look at various rules they can apply. But a congressman from Arizona, Paul Gosar, has introduced legislation to protect travelers from hidden hotel fees. Right on. So the smart life tip is this. When you're making a reservation, whether it be on the phone or on the net, you got to say, I need everything. Every fee you're going to put on me, I need to know it. Hotel doesn't say, then you can file a complaint against them with the state agency, okay, Consumer Protection Agency. And you tell them that. If they're giving you jazz on the phone, you go, I'm going to file a complaint against you in the State Consumer Protection Agency if you don't tell me exactly how much room it's going to cost. So I don't want you to get hosed on your travel. And what a scam.
Oh, my God. All right, this day in history, December 7th, you probably know, 1941, Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. It was horrible, and I write about it in Killing the Rising Sun. Uh, they came in, the Japanese, off aircraft carriers. And they killed 2,400 Americans, 2,000 sailors, 218 soldiers, 109 Marines, 68 civilians. Another 1,200 were wounded and then damaged to all of our ships in Pearl Harbor. All right, now, this is an interesting story. So uh, this week on my Shock and Awe broadcast for Vidgo, our streaming service partner, I get into this. The complaint, and we do write about this some in Killing the Rising Sun, is that Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the president, wasn't prepared enough for a possible Japanese attack. Everybody knew the Japanese and the Americans were bitter enemies because Japan was trying to take over Asia and the USA blocked their oil. Just like we're doing now with uh, Russia, uh, all kinds of embargoes, okay? And unlike Russia and Iran, uh, Japan didn't have any oil. So the military intelligence at the time thought that Japan was going to attack the Philippines, American-held, Guam, uh, maybe Malay and uh, Hong Kong. That's where they thought. That was a prevailing wisdom. However, you got a big, big American base out in the Western Pacific, okay? You got to fortify it. FDR didn't. And you know why he didn't? Because on October 30th, 1940, a year before, about a year before the Pearl Harbor attack, he went to Boston, gave a campaign speech. Remember, he was reelected. All right, and said, quote, your boys are not going to be sent into any foreign war, unquote. There's a huge isolation movement in the USA at the time, huge. Okay, so uh, that's what we debate. We'll run a clip of it tomorrow here, um, whether the USA was incompetent in defending Hawaii at the start of World War II. Okay, right back with some mail. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day 
and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Let's go to the mail. Rick in Texas. Bill, I've asked many times, how is it that a president could break the law with impunity? Biden and his administration appear to have broken more laws than any other president in history. Please answer the question. Rick, I'll answer the question. You can say Biden's broke the law, but not enforcing the law is not the same as breaking it in legal terms. In criminal justice, it's not the same. Now, if there's evidence that Joe Biden broke the law, like taking money from his son, Hunter, it's, it's going to be over for him. But we got to see it. Kevin, I spent two years watching our country fall apart, waiting, hope, and praying for the so-called red wave to turn things around. I can't tell you how deflated I felt after the midterms. Majority of voters in this country simply don't care about the things I care about. You know, I know a lot of people are feeling that way, but history goes in cycles. I think independent voters can be persuaded. You're never going to persuade the far left progressive nuts. Never. But the independents, you can persuade them. In my opinion, I could be wrong. Paul, concierge member. Paul gets direct access to me. Concierge membership, fabulous. Christmas gift, fabulous. Let's go to BillOReilly.com. Good portion of Americans do not want to work and do not want to improve their quality of life. I agree with you. Okay? They're quite content with government handouts and they will continue to vote for the Democrats, despite the misery the Democrats inflict on them. Yes, it's simplistic, but it's true. People, it is, I, I don't want to compete. Oh, give me, come here. Give me everything. Larry Field, Heron, Illinois. The debt at this stage makes no difference. Whether it's $31 trillion or $61 trillion will never be repaid. Yes, it will never be repaid, but you can pay it down. And that strengthens your economy when you have less debt. Okay. If you keep running it up, sooner or later, you're going to go over the cliff and the dollar's not going to be worth anything. Look, foreign investment props up this country. People buy, all over the world, buy our currency, the dollar, our bonds, our stocks. People all over the world are buying it. This is what makes us so powerful. They lose confidence in the American economic system. You keep running up that debt, they're going to go elsewhere. Philip Sweeney, uh, Dunedin, Florida, I find it disgusting that only the rich and well-to-do can attend these White House Christmas events. Got a point. I think there should be teachers and cops and firefighters and invited. I, I think that would be the right thing. Donna Jason, Port Washington, New York, you're 100% correct, Bill, about what you told your son about the advantage of not using drugs. So many young people are throwing away their futures for a few hours of so-called bliss. Look, you get involved with that, those drugs at a young age, very, very hard to come back and compete in this society. That's the truth. Blake Hendrickson, Franklin, Tennessee. What was the name of the World War II book you mentioned last night? Hill was in the title. Now, Blake, I usually don't do this, but because I like you, I'm going to do it. All right? If you, you, all you have to do if you're a premium member or concierge member at BillOReilly.com is just go re-rack it. So the book is The Last Hill. It's about the European theater, and it's a good book. If you like World War II history, and of course I do. I'd like to go to the BillOReilly.com store. Now, Holly, the terror dog, is miffed right now 
that her snacks have been cut down because we haven't sold that many Holly pictures. So throw one up so people can, oh, come on. So I think it's because so many were uh, purchased last Christmas season, um, but now we're going to push the Hollies because Holly wants more treats. And there it is. So we have that for the store. I have signed books the 15th of December cut off at signed books. And I'm, you know, I do this every year. And it's not like, you know, Bob Dylan, he said he was selling signed books, but he didn't sign them. I signed them. It's not pleasant to sign 20,000 books, but I do. All right, we have those. And we got uh, new stock coming in, no spin mugs. And they were classics. We didn't have them for a while. We're going to bring those back. And then we have the Stand Up For Your Country mugs, which are big sellers. And we're almost out of the white Christmas ornaments. So throw those up. Um, We have three. I'd buy all three because they just look great, red, white, and blue, of course. But the whites are almost gone. And the others two will be gone soon. So please go to the BillOReilly.com store, and I will tell you um, a little bit more about the inner workings of that in the uh, final thought. And word of the day is do not be a knave, K-N-A-V-E. Right back. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here is the final third of the day. Number one, I'm working late tonight. I'm going to be on News Nation with Cuomo again, usually Wednesday now, and we'll kick around whatever he wants to kick around. And I do this because I want to get our message out to people who would not ordinarily hear us. Makes sense, right? Um, The second uh, final thought is that I told you earlier this week that if you buy stuff in the BillOReilly.com Christmas slash holiday store, a portion of that goes to charity. And I don't just send money out. So I got a priest friend in Honduras, and obviously he's poor, and this guy's a saint. I'm just hoping that he, he gets there and explains me to the deity. So he always put the arm on me for money, always, because he's in the poorest region in the hemisphere. But I said to him, listen, Father, you got to tell me exactly where this money's going. All right, because I'm giving you lots of money. And it's coming from my viewers and listeners who buy stuff in the store. And I got to be fair to everybody here. He understood. He did provide. And I said, you're responsible. I'm sending you the money. Don't give it to Jose or anybody else. It's you got to watch it. And I always come back to Haiti. Americans have donated hundreds of billions of dollars to that country over the years. And it's none of it literally has gotten to the people. So I hope you go to the BillOReilly.com Christmas store and uh, help people. That's what we do here. Thanks for watching. I'm sorry I won't be here tomorrow. We'll see you on Monday. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming might even lead to a failure to file. 
and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. 